enjoy episode 46 of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. Back from the darkness of Melbourne is my co-host, Damo. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing, not too bad, man. <laughs> doing, doing, doing well. I'm um, a, bit, a bit of a little bit of a holiday at the moment, so it sort of coincides well with the international break. So, yeah, well, um, uh, team did okay. So, yeah, looking forward to just getting stuck into the pod. Before we introduce our guests, I might just say it seems like you've only just come back on the pod the week that you've uh, beaten me again. So, yeah, I, a little bit don't suspect, I, mate. Don't I beat you every week these days? Uh, at the moment, it is, mate. But uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, um, and this is how terrible you're going because I'm actually not even doing that well, and you're still doing worse than me. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, we might introduce our guest. So we got. Steve, but a lot of people will know him as FPL Eyes. Uh, how are you, Steve? I am superb. Thank you, mate. Uh, thanks for having us on as well. Uh, I've uh, been listening to the old FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast for quite a bit. Um, it's actually it's actually interesting. So I I um, I think it might have been you, Q, who invited me to the uh, the Twitter group, and um, yeah. I, I was just like. I was just like watching FPL from afar, like a, an Englishman in Australia, even though I've lived here over ten years. And he was like, "Oh, join!" He was like, "Join this group; it's pretty good." And then I was like looking for some decent content, and like getting onto these like um, Aussie podcasts. It's like it's like next level, right? Because you mm. you peel that peel back a few more layers than um, than the stuff that just gets pumped out, um, you know, broadly through Twitter as well. So yeah, no, mate, really good to have. Really good to be on, you know. It's supposed to be a sad day for me tomorrow with the uh, the Queen's uh, day off, but it's a day off, so you got to take advantage, right? Yeah, mate. It's uh, it's a, actually as much of it's a it's a sad time for a public holiday. It's actually not too bad because um, where I work, our public holidays get factored into sort of our hourly rate, and uh, because this is just an out of a blue public holiday. I get paid uh, 12 hours stand down pay tomorrow and I don't have to be at work. Oh, so. cashback. See, uh, these, <laughs> so thank you, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> these couple yeah. of, these couple of um, public holidays don't affect me too much because of my industry of being a teacher, but uh, already on holidays sort of yeah. thing. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we actually in Victoria obviously have the, the Queen's public holiday tomorrow. And then the day after uh, the, Victorians have the uh, uh, public holiday before grand final, so oh, yeah. uh, the AFL one. So in uh, Victoria, it's actually back to back public holidays tomorrow and uh, Friday. So the state, <laughs> the state, pretty much shuts, shuts down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd expect a, uh, a royal performance then from you guys today, uh, considering the Queen's uh, been laid to rest. Mm. Yeah. No, nah, definitely. I think uh, what do they call Victoria? The state of barely working at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was going to say like, but I think isn't um, in WA even worse? I think they get um, I think they get Monday off for the Queen's birthday as well. Yeah, the 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 I think um, yeah they have the Queen's birthday late or later. So um, yeah, pretty sure it's my, uh, Monday as well. Mm. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, we're touching on our, our pod, Steve. Um, we're probably the only pod you listen to that'll talk about Josh Brownhill, mate. So, um, yeah, we definitely <laughs> peel back those layers. <laughs> mate, a bit, a peel back Brownhill's layers. It sounds dodgy, but I'm, I'm in. 
<laughs> well, we might get into how weeks are gone. So I'll start first. Um, I used my free hit this week just because I, I think I had about seven players. And as uh, Damo's alluded to, uh, not having a great season. So didn't think I'd be able to sort of just uh, cozy on by with uh, seven players this week. So I did the free hit. Uh, got me 54 points. End up with a 500k green arrow, which... You know, it looks good, but when you're at the depths I am, um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's just a much of a much, just pretty much. But um, I've uh, moved up to the rank of 4.9 million after a massive week. Um, and there was a couple of decisions that I did make, but then undid them just before deadline. So I might just allude to I had Son in my free hit all week. And then with the oh. news that he... There was a good chance he was going to be benched, and then there was also rumours floating around that they were just going to rest him completely. Um, so I decided because it was a one-week punt with the free hit, I wanted players that I know were going to play so I could maximise it. So I got him out and put in Kulicheski, and then I got Coutinho in as well. So didn't quite work out how I wanted it to. I thought Foden, you know, I got him in for the one-week punt. He went really good, come close a couple more times to get another goal. So could have been an even better week for me. But, yeah, just one of those weeks where a few times, I think I had Bowen as well, took a punt on Bowen, and, you know, he had a few chances to come close a couple of times. So, mm. you know, if he gets one or two of those chances, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely laughing. But, um, yeah, like an all right week, but still a little bit disappointing. But um, how would you go, Damo? Yeah, so I ended up free hitting late. Uh, I uh, thought I'll capitalise on uh, having. I think I only had about eight starters before the free hit, so I thought I'll uh, free hit and see how I go. And it was looking good come the city game uh, after I had uh, KDB, uh, Harland, and Cancelo in my team, but not much more after that. So Kane, I, I had Kane as well. He did uh, well, but. Uh, basically a lot of blanks other than that. Uh, ended up on 58 points, uh, captain on Harland, which pretty much nullifies anything these days. Uh, <laughs> so obviously the good being my, my City boys and Kane and pretty much everyone else wasn't great. I think Trippier ended up on five points as well. So it could have could have been better, but, uh, yeah, 58 points, I'll take that. I'll always take a score better than yours. Uh, and uh, so yeah, so Owa, I went up about 200k, so um, Owa's uh, le- still languishing down at uh, 929k, but uh, I think it uh, looks a hell of a lot better than 4.9 million, so I'll, 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 I'll take that at the moment. I'll take that at the moment. All right, <laughs> how'd you go this week, Steve? Oh, it was an interesting one, right? So I felt like I've got a good team in place. So I didn't need to do a free hit or anything. I basically had, I only had Salah not playing because I'd already shipped out uh, Trent the week before. Um, yeah. But I wanted to make two moves um, just to, because obviously Salah's worth quite a bit. So get a couple of decent midfielders in. So I did the same as you, actually, Q. I ended up getting Bowen in. Um, and I took a pun on Kulisevsky as well. And um it's so annoying. Like I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, right? I feel like it's a real bad analogy, this, right? But I feel like um, it's, it's basically like when, when I'm at home with the missus and we're, we've just had a meal and I'll, I'll clean up, I'll stack the dishwasher, right? So I feel like I've stacked the dishwasher and everything is in there that needs to be in there. So, like, my team's right. But then she comes in and just adjusts it all and squeezes some more <laughs> shit in and makes sure it, it gets properly clean. And that's what I need. I need, I, need, I need someone to stand in and go, 
all right, mate, you've got the right players in there, but he needs to be a captain. He needs to go on the bench. And <laughs> you've picked the wrong guy from Spurs. I just need someone to just come in and just give me that final touch because uh, I finished off 54 points. Um, what like it wasn't a bad result. It was above average. Um, but I picked Haaland as captain, like every other person in FPL. Um, Kulisevsky, I woke up thinking he would have done better than he did. Um, but obviously, Son decided to come on for 20 minutes and bag a hat-trick. And, um, yeah, I, just, I still feel the same thing about my team. I feel like I've got the right players, but I'm just not going anywhere. So I'm, sit- I'm sitting at about £2 million at the moment. Um I had a, a rank rise of, I think it was about 93k, which is all right. Um, I feel like I can jump up pretty fast soon. Um, but as I said a minute ago, like you just got to pick the right captain. You just got to, like, it sounds like you, it sounds like me and, me and you have made the right decision. Bring And, you know, I don't know if uh, Dana will agree here, but like bringing in like Bowen, I felt like that was the right move because I, I watched mm. him and he had so many chances. But he just, couldn't finish and like I feel like I'm getting the right players sorry the picking the right teams and the right fixtures but just not getting the right rewards from it so no I'm I'm happy though at the moment like I think the season is going to be like it's going to completely change after the World Cup right it's just it's going to change so I reckon hang in there until the World Cup and then uh, if you have a strong finish you'll go well Mm. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I just think that um, that's been the story of my season this year. I've, you know, I've had good good picks like, you know, Sancho to start the season, you know, had great fixtures. <laughs> but who was going to, you know, picture that United were yeah. going to get pants by Brighton and, and Brentford <laughs> the first two weeks. So, you know, I, I got off the Sancho experiment and then the next week he, he bangs like 15 points. Yeah. Um, and then I had Mason Mount and I, instead of getting him out, which I did do on my wild card, I put him back in at the last minute for, you know, the Leeds fixture and the next fixture and, you know, blanked in both and the person that I would have had in, yeah. you know, got uh, I think like 10 points and then got an eight point the second week. So, yeah, it's just um, been one of those things and, you know, I agree with Bowen. He just, as much as Damo sort of shied away from sort of, I guess, uh, promoting Bowen as a good pick, um, <laughs> he just had so many chances over the yeah. last probably five weeks. But just the Bowen this season is just not finishing those chances compared to last year when, you know, he got a sniff and the ball's in the back of the net. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I think, no, I, was, I was just going to say, I think that's, it's not a Bowen problem. And that's this is what I've sort of said uh, for especially on Twitter as well, it's it's not necessarily a bomb problem. It's not that he's not doing the job. It's the whole team. The whole team's just not performing. And I don't know whether it's uh, tactical. Like we're we're sort of we're doing it in Europe. Uh, like in the European ties, we're playing a hell of a lot better than we are in the Premier League. So. And I don't know whether it's a Moyes thing. I don't know whether it's 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 tactical. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a struggle at the moment. So it's a it's a struggle sort of seeing them doing so poorly after a couple of good seasons. So yeah, I guess it's just a, it's a weird thing at the moment. The Premier League, just even watching some games and other teams, you expecting them to do better, and they're just not like it's a crazy season. You got Liverpool who. You know, still winning games, but mm. you know, looking a shell of last season. But 
yeah, it's just it's a it's a weird start of the season for me. I mm-hmm. think there's just teams that are going really good that I kind of didn't expect to be so well, and then teams that are supposed to be going good but you know just underperforming. What were you yeah. going to say, Steve? I cut you off. Oh no, no, I was just going to say that um, from my point of view with with Son, it sounds like Q and Q and I fell into the same trap, right? Because when you see that Salah's not playing and you, you're trying to get rid of him, you think one transfer, oh, the natural replacement will be Son. And then you start hearing all this, uh, all these rumours, oh, he's not going to get picked, he's going to get benched, then he doesn't get picked. Sorry, then he plays and gets pulled off in Europe and you're like, oh, he's definitely going to get benched. So you decide, oh, I'll go Kulusevski. And then Kulusevski gives you like an assist and then Son just clear, cleans up. Like you just can't, mm. it's just too hard to pick. I reckon like the lazy FPL players who, would have just picked Son straight away and then not watched any football. Would have just hauled mm. off that win because they would have had they would have had Son in the team still and then just checked it on the Sunday morning and gone, yes. <laughs> like, literally, like I um, on our preview pod last week, the live pod we did, um, I did with Matt Day. You know, I said Son, I think is due this week, and his scoring record last season against Leicester was ridiculous. I think he had two goals, two assists last season when they played yeah. and. And I think the previous two weeks before this week uh, in the league, he had, I think it was eight shots and six chances created in two games. And I'm like, he's just, he's a confidence player. And when he gets confidence, you know, he just goes bang. And you just saw the confidence after he scored that first goal, scored the second, then the third, and then almost had a fourth. And um, it was just something like a decision like that where, Last season, I think I did Madison early and um, from the same type of signs, like no one was really looking at him much because he wasn't doing much, but he was still creating chances. So I'm like, I'll get on him early, get the points. And then by the time everyone jumps on him, I've already got, you know, three good weeks. Mm. And I thought the same thing with Son, but then, you know, just <laughs> got rid of him because of the news. And, you know, if I was on a wild card and I had Son in, I would have kept him on the field because I would have thought, you know, it's more than a one-week play, I'll keep him. But because it was a free hit, mm. I kind of thought, well, yeah. if he's not going to play, I really need points for this week only. So, yeah, very disappointing. <laughs> but uh, we might just get into our podcast league. So first place, you got FPL EJ on a 4.79. Second place, you got Klops and Robert on 4.79. So tied first. In third place, you got Unprotected Seth, which is uh, my good friend Kyle. So he's absolutely killing it this year with 477 points. And nice. he managed to top score this week as well with 74 points. So a massive week from Kyle. He's just um, Last season, I think he had a bit of a, a slow start and was sort of a bit too far behind towards the end of the season. But, yeah, this year he started the season absolutely red hot. And myself um, alluded to poor start of the season, sitting in 96th place on three. 367. Damo flying the flag in 30th on 432 points. So massive start to the season for Damo. And then obviously, Steve, you're sitting 54th, mate, 412 points. So well above me and not far behind Damo. So Damo might be starting to sweat in a couple of weeks when you're closing (laughs) that distance. It's a marathon, not a sprint, mate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we might just touch on, obviously, the sponsor of our podcast, ZBet. If you are having a bet with ZBet, do gamble responsibly. But if you are interested in opening an account, uh, do message me and I'll pass your details on to Darren, who's, you know, taking care of us. He's looking after everyone that sort of 
comes across from the FPL community. You know, he's he's a good fella. He he'll answer any questions you have. Um, but yeah, he he's just an absolute top fella, and you know, happy to help out anyone that we send across. He said that you know, even though I don't know them personally, I'll still look after them as part of the family. So definitely uh, check them out, zbed.com.au. And, um, yeah, I sort of, if I have a bet, it's the only betting agency I use now. So just because of how well Darren looks after me. So, yeah, definitely check them out. Um, and we might get into our game. So first game, we got Aston Villa, 1-0 win against Southampton. Um, one player I might touch on was Coutinho. I sort of took a one-week punt on him just hoping that, you know, he with a much improved Villa attack, you know, he was going to show something. And he did play a lot better, um, end up with one chance created, had three shots and was on ball, you know, fairly decent. He had 65 touches. So it was so close to getting an assist. I think it was to Watkins who then headed it and the ball was pushed onto the bar. So, you know, and then I think as it rebounded back, that's what Ramsey got his goal from, the rebound. So very disappointing as a Coutinho owner, but I thought Villa looked pretty good in attack. I thought their finishing probably wasn't too great. I thought, you know, Coutinho is probably the standout in attack for, for me. I thought that he created a lot going forward, even though the stats say that, you know, he didn't get a lot of created chances. But, you know, he was on the ball and creating a lot of attack for them. I thought Southampton were, were all right. But, you know, if you are looking at maybe a Southampton asset, I'd maybe look defensively. I thought they looked pretty, pretty solid defensively, which... You know, they've shown last season that there are a bit of value around when they are playing good defensively. You can get a couple of clean sheets and even a couple of attacking returns as well. So, But outside of that, I'm probably not looking outside of maybe a Coutinho or a Watkins at the moment from Villa or Southampton. Um, I think with the fixtures, Villa, you know, not too bad coming up. So probably two players are worth looking at. But obviously with the, the attackers up top, you've got, you know, a lot of options. So... You know, it'd be more sort of like a differential punt on Watkins if you're going to put him in. But outside that, I'm um, not really looking at anyone else. Uh, what about you, Damon? Yeah, yeah. So for, for mine, uh, uh, with uh, Villa, Villa now have um, quite a good run coming up. Uh, I think they've got Leeds. Uh, for, uh, yeah, Le- Leeds Forest, Chelsea is the hard one, then Fulham and Brentford. So not a bad run uh, for the next four out of five. Uh, so ones that sort of looking just sort of jump at me. Um, with, with bated breath, I say D- uh, Dinier because uh, he's, the, he's the ultimate troll. But, um, you know, I if Bailey can you know, start and I'd like look looking at him, Coutinho as well, but even though Coutinho's been sort of out of form. Um, mm. The one that I'm really looking at is probably Watkins. Uh, the, the only unfortunate thing is we've only got the three slots up forward. Uh, it seems yeah. to be the, the year of the forwards, I think, and I think if, if we had five slots up forward, I think we'd use all five. But, mm. uh, but yeah, so Watkins is the one, and, and as a sort of a, as a punt, maybe Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey has played fairly well. Like he's he's probably doing what Coutinho should be doing, um, knowing how Coutinho sort of played last year or early on last year rather than later on. But uh, but yes, yeah, so that's sort of what I'm looking at in terms of Villa. In terms of Southampton, I don't really have an interest in any any players <laughs> at the moment. Um, the, they haven't sort of played 
overly well and I think their fixtures aren't great either. So yeah, yeah that's 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 my yeah. How about yourself, Steve? Is there anyone that you're sort of looking at or are you kind of um, wanting to stay away from both sides at the moment? <laughs> Do you know what? It's interesting, right? So I watched the highlights for this uh, and it was one of the Friday night games, right? Um, but it was a pretty boring match all around. Um, like, it was a bit more of a defiant performance from Villa, which was good to see because um, you could tell by how uh, Slippy G uh, celebrated at the end of the uh, game. <laughs> but... Um, what what I remember from watching the highlights is one of the highlights was the uh, the seventy minute mark, which celebrated like the Queen's seventy years on the throne, and mm. it just showed the fans clapping. And I thought, if that's making it into the highlight reel, it can't be that good. And Martinez, <laughs> Mar- Martinez was time wasting on seventy minutes as the uh, Villa goalkeeper. So I was like, oh, this isn't a great game. Um, but from a Villa side, like I agree with you, Q. Like I watched um, Coutinho. And he looked like he was getting more involved and he was sort of driving towards goal, trying to make things happen. Um, and as you said, he he was, he should have been the assist really because he was the guy who put the ball in from a short corner, which landed at Watkins. Um, and obviously he hit, hit the barn and um, then it was finished by uh, Ramsey, right? Um, <clears throat> but from my point of view, um, one thing that looked a bit better from Villa's perspective was um, Mings. Like he was, he, he looked a bit more solid at the back than he has been at the start when he when he was obviously dropped. Um, so, I, I mean, I wouldn't be looking at even though they've got an okay run. I just wouldn't really want to afford. I, I really want to look at bringing a Villa defender in. It's just, it's just, <laughs> just they just don't really have a space in my team. Um, and if you look at. Um, but the one thing with Mings, though, I suppose, he was getting in the box. Like, he nearly assisted Ramsey for a second goal towards the end of the game, which was interesting. Um, yeah. But from a Southampton perspective, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a bit the opposite uh, and I'm just a bit negative on Southampton. But, like, I just wasn't impressed by them at all. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider bringing a defender in from those guys. Um from my point of view, like the only guy who's going to keep them out of a relegation battle is, is James Ward Prowse. And like he, he was crossing, like he's a good guy to get in, but at the moment he's just not firing because he, you know, he, he'll always get you an assist, a pen, or a free kick, which is basically a penalty yeah. for him. Um, or you could have a gamble on a cheeky Che Adams goal as well. But um, no, I, I, I guess from my point of view, I, I'll just probably steer clear of both these teams. Um, Probably the best part of that game was um, Danny Ings trying to have a shot from halfway when uh, that Bazunu pushed up for the final corner. I don't know if you saw that, but <laughs> yeah, he was, way, he, he was way he was way off, but um, it was well worth a go, I reckon. But if you look at like if you are keen on Villa, like 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 um, like Damo just said, I think they've got like Leeds, Forest, Chelsea, Fulham, and Brentford. So there's there's a, there's a chance they might get some points, but. I just think there's better options elsewhere. No, definitely. I sort of agree with you there. Just there wasn't really any. I was trying to, I guess, uh, build this game up to talk about it, but there really wasn't anything to talk about outside of obviously yeah. the goal highlights and yeah, the Queen uh, in the 70th minute. But <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of about as exciting as it got for me. But you know, we might get on to the next game, which I thought was quite exciting. Um, this might touch on Fulham, you know, they got a 3-2 win against Nottingham Forest. I thought that Fulham just looks so good in attack. It feels like they can just score like a million goals every game. Um, 
I thought Polino looked really good. He's an absolute beast. He's sort of a defensive mm. midfielder, but he floats forward into good positions, and every time it's a set piece, he's going up for a header. And, you know, actually when they signed him, I wasn't sure how tall he was, but, you know, he's, he's – I mean, that's his second header this year that he scored, and I think the other one almost went in as well. So he's been quite potent off our set pieces, and I sort of thought that – um Fulham pretty much dominated this game start to finish. You know, there was a couple of bright sparks in Forest, but I think it was all Fulham. And, you know, there's a player I spoke about uh, in our preview pod last week, uh, Tete, who, you know, plays wing back for them. He had 90 touches, got the assist, had five crosses. So I mentioned last week that he has been getting forward. And even though Fulham aren't great defensively, he's been getting into good positions and, like I've said on previous pods, whenever your wingback's getting 90 touches, putting crosses in, there's always that sort of opportunity for attacking returns. And, you know, this week he managed to get one. And I sort of thought Pereira was probably the best in attack for Fulham. Um, he had three chances created and had two shots and, you know, looked really good. I think, you know, he hasn't got a lot of returns this season, but he's always showing that he's getting into good positions. He's showing attacking intent. And he's sort of really creative going forward for Fulham. And, you know, when he does combine with Mitrovic, you know, there's been a couple of goals this year. So I definitely think that at that price of 4.5, which actually might be 4.6 now, but I think, you know, he's the best uh, enabler in the midfield at the moment. And then also might just touch on Willie and, you know, made his debut. He looked really good, actually. He got in some good positions. He was playing out wide, but he was also moving in centrally uh, on the break as well. So... Definitely someone worth looking at. He has taken corners away from Pereira on that right-hand side. So Pereira was going both sides. So now I think Pereira will just be doing the left-hand side corners. So definitely worth looking at. I think he's five and a half million as well. So maybe someone to look at as well. Um, but outside of that, um, Nottingham Forest were okay. Uh, Awanihi, I'm not sure if that's how you say his name, but it's good enough. Um he got the goal, nearly had a second one. Um, I'm just not sure whether they're going to create enough an attack at the moment. Maybe once they start gelling um, with all their new players, um, might be worth looking at it at that moment. I'm probably going to stay away outside of Nico Williams, who's just like a bench enabler for me. But that's about it for me. What did you take from the game, Damo? Yeah, so uh, for mine, uh, uh, I'm not really looking at any sort of forest assets other than uh, what Nico Williams um, at 4.1, oh, uh, most of us already have them anyway, so it's not really much to talk about. Um, Fulham does interest me. Um, I've already got Mit- Mitro, and uh, he's probably your uh, most people's third forward at the moment or, you know, will be uh, the the third forward. But um, like you, I'm sort of interested in William at 5.5. Uh I'm sort of not going to touch much on Andreas because, again, I think most most of us have him. But William at 5.5, their fixtures sort of open up uh, soon-ish. Like they've got Newcastle, West Ham, uh, then they've got Bournemouth, Villa and Leeds. So those sort of three fixtures... From what are we going? Probably week that, ten, I'd say there. Yeah, the I was. Uh, I was. I was going to say what what game week are we in next? Oh, we're week eight. Eight. Nine. Uh, week nine. Next, yeah, week I nine coming. Yeah, week so come, ten. Definitely target it from there. I think. Come, yeah, we'll play playing us, and like I'd probably be targeting more uh, <laughs> game week eleven. Uh, <laughs> 
trying to stay professional here. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, look, if we if, if we don't just just side note, if we don't uh, pants Fulham, then uh, I reckon we'll sack our coach. But that's just me. But uh, <laughs> going going back to that, like uh, targeting that sort of Bournemouth fixture, Bournemouth Villa and, and Leeds. Uh, if William does sort of stay in the team and start in the team, uh, he, he's going to be a great asset, you know, taking corners, as you sort of said. Uh, and we could sort of, we know what he is capable of given, you know, past uh, when he was in, uh, when he played for, what is it, Chelsea, wasn't it? Um, we know what he can yeah. do. So um, he's definitely one I'd probably keep my eye on. Uh, How old is he these days? William. Uh, I think he's the ripe age of 31 from memory. I thought he was about 53. Uh, I actually <laughs> It feels I, like he's I, been in the Premier League for a while. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd forgotten he um, played for Arsenal as well, didn't he? So, uh, oh, yeah. Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal, Chelsea, and, yeah, now back in the Premier League. He, All right, let's uh, quickly touch on him. 34 yeah, years 34. old. Oh, there yeah, you go. 34. Oh, Q, when you think about it, I was going to say, you're not, you're, you're not much... Uh, Older than thirty-four, aren't you? So where, no, where are no, your where, where, his junior, mate? I was going to say, where are your Premier League caps, mate? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, didn't want to do the travel, mate. Didn't want to deal with the the England weather. So yeah, stayed here in Australia, mate. <laughs> oh, no, good. Uh, how about yourself, Steve? Yeah. So um, it was an, yeah, it, it was a good game, but again. Um, Obviously, being in Australia, you wait because I'll be honest, I didn't get up for this one. But waking up and you look at the score and you think three two, Fulham or oh, Mitro's Hall. Anyway, mm. I di- he didn't. So <laughs> when you when you look at it, like uh, uh, apparently it was his birthday when that game was going on. Um, so I reckon he's had one too many um, one too many Serbian special drinks on his birthday. Because <laughs> um, um, really? like. He um he actually he actually looked all right like he had a few chances um I, I think he's like in my eyes he's a must for the, for the price that, that he is mm. you've got yeah. Jordan in your team and um like if you like when you watch the game like Forest went ahead but like watching the chances Fulham pumped them in the first half like even even though they found themselves a goal down at half time um if you like if you think about it Forest. I think I think I, I've fallen into this trap before, right? Because you look ahead at fixtures of, of what the teams have coming up, and you look at Forest, and, and as um, Damo said, like they, they're not too bad. You have got Leicester, Villa, Wolves, Brighton, and then they've got Liverpool. So you think, ah, oh, you know, that's not a bad run. But you just got to remember that it's Forest, right? They're <laughs> not very good. Like they've got like hundred new players in the team. Their coach is pretty good. Like the coach did miracles getting him into the Premier League, but like he's now got like a, a whole new team and he's trying to get him to gel, and it's just not happening. Like they've got a few good sparks in there from like as you said, Damo Nico Williams, but I think everyone's got that guy right. Um, and um, <clears throat> as you said as well, Q, that Awoni guy who's up front, like he had two good chances. So one of them was the goal, but then he had another real good chance in the second half, and he just. He, he just cocked it up, basically. Um, <laughs> f- from Fulham's perspective, yeah, I've, I've same sort of thoughts as you guys. William, William looked good, um, but it, it kind of annoys me because um, me, like most of you, have Pereira in the team, and um, yeah. mm. it's kind of like, is he going to steal some of his assists now? You know, my cheapo 
4.5 million midfielder is now probably worth less thanks to William. But um, he did look good. Like his crosses were good. He was getting amongst it. Um, I also spotted like I, I don't know any. Well, I actually know one thing about the Fulham defence. They've got an ex-Man City youth player. He's this Adara Bio guy who actually scored the first goal for them, um, and he yeah. was all right. But he, he just didn't make the cut. So he just because he was he always had a. He always had like one dodgy move in him. And if you look at the last um, Forest goal, I think he back heels the ball to the Forest player. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> he did. But, it was a they, great finish too. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a class assist. But um, they, they have this, they've got this left, this left back. I've never heard of him, I'll be honest. He was 4.5 called Reem. I know you mentioned the other fullback, uh, Q. But he, that Reem guy seems to put in a pretty um, decent ball across, which... Pereira should have finished. Um, yeah. It looked like he was getting involved quite a bit as well. So, yeah, I guess William, if you want to go try something different, is all right. But for for five point five, I, I would honestly just stick with um, Andreas, who's who's four point five. Oh, he's probably gone up now, hasn't he? But he was four point five, and I know everyone's got him, but they'll probably produce similar results come the end of the season. Um, Fulham, as as you said, Demo look pretty good like I, I honestly think they'll stay up like they seem to have a much better setup than if you look at Bournemouth or if you look at um any I was gonna say any of the other teams down there but I actually reckon West Ham will be all right um but there's 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 worse teams than Fulham in the league put it that way uh, I think Southampton is one of them um so yeah I, I think I think they'll be all right um maybe I don't know, maybe Mitro and, and Andreas. I've already got two in my team anyway, so I'm never going yeah. to get any more. So I think... I think <laughs> major, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same. I'll have two, but, you know, I'm trying to pull myself back from excitement watching, you know, the likes of Tete and, you know, the, the other fullback that you mentioned of uh, taking a punt. Uh, yeah, I just need to sort of put some cold water on me and just uh, cool me down <laughs> a little bit. But... Um, might just quickly touch on Willie, and I think he at the moment is going to be a placeholder for Harry Wilson. So Harry Wilson is due back shortly. I think he's in training now. He's not, uh, you know, being cleared medically fit yet, but I think once Harry Wilson comes back and he gets up to speed and starts playing, I think that you might find Willie might go to the mm. bench because I think that's exactly where Harry Wilson will be playing. Good point. So definitely one to keep an eye on. But, yeah, I think Andreas for me and Mitrovic are probably the two must-haves from Fulham for their fixtures. But outside of that, you know, you're going to be taking a punt, which, you know, I'm not I'm not against. Um, as I said myself, you know, I could probably see myself with three, but I'm going to make sure that I don't fall into that trap. But um, do, my- do we know what um, Mitro's, Mitro's ownership is at the moment? Because, like, it feels like everyone's got him in their team at the moment. I think it's uh, sitting think, at 30.5%. Oh, so it's not as bad as I thought it'd be. No, it's not. So a lot of people, I think it's because it's their third spot and they haven't dropped Jesus yet. So it's almost like a Metro, Isaac, or Tony yeah. as that yeah. third spot. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So. It's probably an even split, isn't it? Like if he's 30%, Tony's probably 30 and so is... Uh... So Isaac. I think Isaac's sitting about 15 from memory, but I'll have to double-check. I was going to say, um, Tony, Tony's sitting at 20.3. Uh, I don't know about Isaac. I, I think Isaac's a little bit less given uh, that, like, obviously, with the, with the slots. Um, 
Uh, well, more so, more so that we've only got the three slots up, yeah, sort of up forward. So mm-hmm. it's really hard. Um, it's re- actually really hard to to get in uh, these players. You know what I mean? Like, because who are you going to drop? Like, if if you run, you know, if you're rolling with say Kane, Kane and uh, Harland, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you've only got the one extra spot. If you, you know, like in in my case, yeah. you know, even if I wanted. If even if I wanted Isaac, for example, I've got Harlan Mitrovic and Tony up forward. So like, who mm. who do you drop for him? You know what I mean. So mm. uh, I'm just checking now. Isaac is eight point two. No, not too bad then. Yeah, so he's uh, definitely a little bit of a differential. But I think, as I said, because of that whole, we've only got the three slots, and because Harlan pretty much takes up you know one slot and. It's it's really it's actually really tricky to get in these players that um, might be sort of peaking. He's at Harland, just so everyone knows, is now at eighty point nine percent ownership. So <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> that probably brings us on to bring us on to Wolves and City then, won't it? <laughs> now the next fixture, as you alluded to, was Wolves losing three 0 to Man City. I think this was expected. I, I I don't think there was anyone out there that was. You know, banging on about uh, Wolves possibly stealing points from Hen City. I think it was only going to go one way. And, you know, probably could have been a lot worse for Wolves as well. I think Man City missed a few chances. But, you know, outside maybe three sort of clear-cut chances for Wolves, they just didn't really do too much. I thought, you know, City just looked their clinical best. They just Their passing was so crisp. I think they camped in Wolves half for about 60% of that game. I don't think they left their half. And, you know, a couple of plays that stood out for me, I thought KDB was probably the shining light for City. You know, had two shots, four chances created, one big chance created and got two assists. And, you know, I think there was another ball he put in that, um, I think it might have been Foden that missed. So, you know, he could have easily had another assist. I think he had a couple of shots as well that went close. So I just think that, you know, a lot of people have been on about Harlan and, you know, rightfully so. He's just been an absolute freak this year. But, you know, Harlan just seems to be the key player for that team. He pretty much instigates everything and attack for them. You know, every player plays off um, plays off KDB. I think there was a, a moment in that first half, I think, uh, KDB played a ball to Foden and Foden backheeled it to then Kane, uh, to not Kane, sorry, to KDB, who then put the ball in for the Grealish goal. So, you know, he, he's just so crucial in that attack. And I sort of thought Foden had a good game as well. He li- linked up well with KDB. Um, he was getting on the ball a bit. He probably was a little bit wasteful on one of his chances, but, you know, he managed to get the goal. Um, so, you know, I was pretty happy with that. But, you know, Harlan was barely involved at all, but he pops up and scores, and that's what he does. He doesn't need to sort of touch the ball at all. It sort of seems that, you know, his main... I guess goal for the game is be in the box and make sure you're available. So when the ball does come across, you're there to get it. So, you know, he's, you know, such a great FPL asset, such a good player, but, you know, I just think the two standouts, yeah, he's he's not even human. Um, Your your thoughts, I was going to say, your thoughts on the fly kick, uh, (laughs) Q? Mate, he's just, uh, he's just like a, bloody ninja he's not human I've, I've said to steve um on our live watch along it's like he um he's just a robot has no emotion so he can't get distracted he can't think of anything else but scoring because he just, he just doesn't have any emotion <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i mean steve what are your thoughts mate <laughs> can you 
sort of agree or disagree or offer a, a different uh, point? Mate, th- this is my specialty just because I'm a Man City fan. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, Haaland, like, I mean, what can we say? Just like the train keeps moving with that guy. He just, you know, you, you give him the ball and he puts it in the back of that. Um, he's He's been pretty impressive. Uh, I can run you through my uh, thoughts on the game if you want now and just jump the gun ahead of Damo. So yeah, yeah. Like, uh, go, go, ahead, an e- go ahead. I'm an eager beaver. Um, <laughs> nah. But yeah, the, the, you know, the train keeps moving from City's point of view. Um, the early goal and um, the silly decision by uh, Collins the Clown, which I've decided to call him, uh, ruined, that ga- <laughs> it ruined that game for Wolves, basically. Didn't Kung it? Fu fighting, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? Like what was he thinking? Um, and like, obviously, Grealish made the most of it, but he did make contact. So I've seen like the like the the scar on on Grealish. I mean, in in like a Saturday game in Australia, you just get up and have a laugh and carry on. But this is Premier League, so he's got to roll around a bit. Um, but you know what I mean? They um, they from my point of view, Wolves they they, they looked a bit weak. Um, I'm, sure, I'm unsure how they'd kept such a good defence up until that point because I think they had like one of the best defences in the league before that game, um, which was strange because they just looked a bit rattled. It's probably because of the sending off, to be fair. But um, I think from City's point of view now, they're, they're getting very much like Man United were in the 90s and early noughties. So like, they're starting to beat teams before they step on the pitch. And that's how they can sort of score within the first minute. Because people, like once you turn the ball over against them and they attack you, I don't know, like teams basically just sit back. It was, it was a nice move, like you said, um, cute with um, the back heel from Foden and across from KDB. Um, but something that's probably worth pointing out from City's point of view there is Foden. Um, he's actually having a pretty good season. And I don't know if you heard um, after the Champions League game, the first leg against Dortmund, Pep came out and basically said, I think a, I think a journo asked him, why do you keep picking Foden? And he said, listen, because he just makes stuff happen. He can have a bad game, but he'll just have a spark and something will happen. And he basically said, like, I like to pick him and I'll keep picking him, which is a pretty <laughs> good thing. To, it's a pretty good thing to know from FBL with Pep Roulette, right? Um, and, but the problem you, you've got as well, because I know you put him in your team queue um, and he got his goal, which was great. And he did, I thought he played quite well. Um, yeah. But Foden's, Foden's a classic for... David Silva used to do this all the time. He's like the assist before the assist. And it's so frustrating because you're like, you're like he puts a great ball through and you're like, just shoot. And then that guy passes it, squares it to Haaland and he scores mm. it. And he's like, no. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he, it's, frust- it's frustrating. But he, I, I think he's a good guy to pick outside of Haaland and KDB. I've got KD, I've got both those guys on my team, KDB and Haaland. Um, yeah. I think, um, I honestly think, Wolves were just uh, sort of waiting for the end of the game. And it, what was interesting is um, City, and this is like to their detriment, I, I don't know if you noticed it as well, but they looked, they started to look really tired in the second half. Um, they slowed down. About, yeah, they, they played on Wednesday, right, against Dortmund. And I never think about this because I think they're footballers and it's their job and they get paid for it, right? But if you think about it, they play on Wednesday night and they probably sleep. They sleep in Germany at the hotel. Wake up Thursday. Fly back Thursday. They won't train on Thursday, and then they basically have Friday to prep for the Saturday morning game against Wolves, 
which is not a lot of time. And obviously, some of them are probably um, tired or whatever. I know they're professional athletes, but um, it definitely showed because there was some lackluster passing going on in the second half, and they kind of looked like, oh, we're 3-0 up here. Like, you know, we'll, we'll just try a few things and see if we can win it. Um, but it's going to take effect. And, like, I think it's something that we should watch out for in FPL because when the Champions League hots up um, in the next few weeks, um, when sort of game week three gets played, um, I reckon a few of the bigger teams will start to struggle, um, especially, well, City have got, like, I sound like like I'm talking about a team with no players. The City have got a lot of players, but um, I think Liverpool might start to struggle from it as well. Um, Arsenal, I don't think so. I know they're not Champions League, but I think they play a second team in Europa. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, it was it was interesting from my point. Like Wolves, if I have to talk about them, I'd probably say they are really lacking a centre forward at the moment. I know obviously Jimenez is injured, um, and they've got um, everyone's old friend um, Diego Costa Diego. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like because I looked at them and, and that Guedes and Pedence and Neto. They're all decent players, but like you could tell they were just like wanting someone to spearhead the attack because I think they were playing a false nine with like three players at the front and they were just missing that one person they could pass it to. But they, they had a few good shots, maybe against a lesser team. They they might have done a bit better. But like if Wolves can get firing, that Guedes guy looks really good. Um Yeah, nah, he does. He's a quality player. From from City's point of view, I think Obviously, Haaland is everyone's got him as we just spoke about. Grealish had a better game, um, but in my eyes, it's just not worth the risk in your FPL team just yet. Uh, I think that um, Pep, although what I would say is I think Pep does prefer Haaland, Grealish, and Foden as his front three in the in the EPL. Yeah, um, that's may, mainly because they've got more energy. They all track back. They all press quite well. Um, Mares the Razzler, unfortunately. Um, doesn't do so much of the uh, tracking back and um, pressing, um, so he's probably better. For European... Yeah, he's probably better for um, the European games, and it's interesting because like it was so pivotal to our season last year. I think um, I think D10 chucked him straight in his uh, FPL team as well. Um, yeah. but he's just he's just he's he's just sort of sitting on the bench at the moment because I think like energy is so important in this current city setup. Um, Apart from that, I'd probably just say like the the main thing going forward is like KDB or um, or Salah in your team. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep hold of KDB until I think it's game week, after game week eleven when we've played Liverpool, and then I'm actually gonna switch back to Salah. I think um, I think. Well, I'll talk about it later on, but I think that Salah is a bit of a differential. And I know no one would ever say that because everyone usually always has Salah. But uh, <laughs> I just think he, he might offer something in the future. But yeah, from a City point of view, I think everyone should have... Well, obviously, we know everyone does have Haaland. Um, KDB, yeah, he's just like... Um, he's like a bit of cream in your team. You've just got to pick whether you want him or one of the other big boys. But... Um, Look at if you actually look at the fixtures as well though. Um Wolves run isn't too bad. But if you look, most of their games are away. So I reckon they might struggle. And um because yeah. I think they've got West Ham away, Chelsea away, Forest at home, 
Palace away, which would be difficult, and Leicester at home. City have got um, uh, City have got a really easy game next. I think they've got United at home, and then they've yeah. got. <laughs> That should be a pretty <laughs> tough game, in my opinion. But nah, nah, they're, they're, Do you know what? City don't have a, it. it it's, a, it's kind of like a medium scale challenge for them. But like they've also got blank coming up, so everyone needs to keep an eye on, on that as well. Um, I think it's game week eleven or twelve. They have a blank, so yeah, keep your eye on that. Sorry, I've gone on a bit there, but obviously um, they're my team, and I'm obsessed with them. So <laughs> <laughs> what did you take from that game, Demo? Yeah, so. Pretty much uh, all, all sort of covered. I, I think uh, in terms of Wolves, the only really asset I'm going to be looking at is Costa once he, uh, you know, makes his sort of de- debut and because I think he could be something, uh, especially if Jimenez uh, doesn't perform. Um, in terms of City, it was just a stand demolition. Like uh, Steve's right. Like they, I think they got to 3-0 and just put the put the cue on the rack and go, all right, we're done. It could have been a hell of a lot worse, especially you know after the red card. It should have been worse. It should have been six, seven nil. But um, but yeah. So in, in terms of City, you know, you, you, you can't go past. Obviously, you know, everyone's got Haaland. Pretty much everyone's got Haaland, given that he's what we just said it before. I think eighty something percent owned. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much everyone has Haaland. Um, and then it, you know it becomes interesting because. Um, you know, I sort of like I had KDB on my free hit, but I, I sort of I can't get him in at the moment uh, on on my team because I, I still got Salah. Mm. I still think Salah. Like I, I actually think um, Steve, you're right. Like I'm actually uh, sort of spoiler alert. I'm actually probably going to captain Salah this week um, yeah, in, in, instead of um, Harlan because uh, like uh, the the men, you know, the Manchester derby, like. You don't know what it's going to bring. So, uh, mm. whereas I think Salah's got a fairly easier opponent, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, they have Brighton at home. So, yeah, which which have just lost have just lost their coach. So, mm. uh, yeah, like uh, I actually think um, Salah could be the goods this week, but we'll talk about that one sort of later. But uh, but yeah, you know, like you know, you've got KDB, you got Cancelo. Um, who's, you know, becoming increasingly expensive. Um, and then in terms of cheap ones, like uh, Foden, Bernardo, probably I probably lean towards Bernardo rather than Foden, but just in terms of consistency at the moment, like I think Foden's had the bigger returns, but uh, Bernardo's been a bit more of a consistent player um, this season. Yeah. So, but yeah. It's, one, it's, thing, it's, one thing I'd say about... Um... Bernardo and mm-hmm. Debo is he's like he, he is critical to the to the city team. Like what we need him in that team to get mm. wins, right? He's he's just he's involved in everything. But like I saw his assist again, like his assist in that game was for the Haaland goal. And it was literally mm. like a one meter pass near the halfway line and Haaland just ran forward and smashed it in the bottom corner. <laughs> and like he's he, he's so unpredictable. That's my only problem with with Bernardo Silva. Like he might score like two goals one week and then just go quiet for four weeks and then score a hat trick or something. He's just he's too tough to call. Mm. Yeah. Well, just to touch on um, the captaincy debate, um, I'm a little bit worried if Martinez is marking Harlan just because Harlan just seems to just break people's chests <laughs> with uh, with a nice little now, calm. And 
Martinez is, you know, the <laughs> the height of about five foot six. And it's it, it's all right, Q. They'll bring back Maguire for that game. Don't worry. No, I'm just kind of <laughs> hoping for, for Rain. I'm hoping for Rand's on Harlan um, because he's a lot better, you know, physicality than uh, what Martinez will be. But you know, I I like the seller share against Bryson. I'm sort of in the same boat at the moment, but I am sort of wary of a, a Martinez versus Harlan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could go anyway, like Damo said, like the derbies, anything can happen. And, I'm, and um, like I've learned that from, I'm, I'm sure you'd be the same, Q, just from supporting for so long. Like it literally can go anyway. Mm. No, definitely. I think I was optimistic last year and you used to beat us 2 0 and pretty much played the pants off us. And I think we barely touched the ball. <laughs> so I'm, this time I'm going to reserve any type of prediction. I just think that hopefully it's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> We might get into our next game, which is Newcastle and Bournemouth. So, you know, I had high hopes this game. I was hoping for a trippy assist, which we did get the assist, but then obviously got the clean sheet ruined as well. But, um, you know, touching on a couple of Newcastle assets, um, Isaac had three shots, one goal, two chances created, and, you know, 100% strike rate of his shots, so three from three on target. Um, I thought Billing was really good as well for Bournemouth, had two shots, one goal, two chances created, and, you know, he played the number 10, which, you know, is really good for FPL, especially if the side is good in attack, which Bournemouth probably haven't been overall this season, been great in attack, but, you know, Billings looked really good. He had a good season last year, so, you know, definitely one for the watch list. Um, Might touch on Trippier. You know, he was just involved in everything. I think there was one period in that second half where he absolutely razzled the yeah, the uh, defender at Bournemouth and then put the ball in for almost a goal. So <laughs> he um, he's just one of those players where I think he had a free kick as well and he hit the post or was a, a save mm. onto the post. But he's just that player where you're not really going, oh, I'm getting him in for clean sheets. You're going, I'm getting him in because he's playing like a winger and he also gets yeah. clean sheets. So, you know, he had a good game, probably deserved a lot more than what he got. Um might touch on Zamora. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, Zamora, uh, from Bournemouth, uh, a wing back. You know, he had five chances created, one big chance created, and got an assist for Billings' goal as well. So he looks really good going forward. Um, Bournemouth are probably a wait and watch for me. Billings probably the only player I'd probably take a punt on, maybe a Selenke up front for their fixtures. But you know, I think that they they're looking like they're turning the you know, the bus around in the right direction, but I probably want to see, you know, a a bigger direction. Uh, Sorry, a more consistent, um, you know, couple of games from them before I sort of launch into any of their assets. But I thought Newcastle probably should have won this game. You know, for me, they probably dominated most of this game, but just couldn't find a, you know, a goal. And, you know, I had a a bit of a sports multi on and I needed – for the last leg that let me down was Newcastle to win this game. So it was very disappointing watching uh, them have a million shots at goal and not score the winning goal. But, you know, I thought that this was a good game to watch where there wasn't many goals, but, you know, more exciting than watching, you know, the 1-0 Aston Villa and Southampton game by a mile. So um, I think Newcastle definitely have their good fixtures. You want at least maybe two assets in there. So maybe... You know, going the Pope and Trippier defensive double up, or even a lot that look at Isaac up front as well. So, definitely, I think there's value there um, with their assets. But outside of that, not really looking at anyone else. Uh, what about you, Demo? 
Yeah, so um, similar to you in terms of, um, you know, Pope, Trippier, Isaac uh, as sort of your main three for Newcastle. But I do want to touch on that. I think Wilson's due back any any week. I think it's mm. next week. So yeah, Wilson, yeah. yeah, Wilson will probably affect Isaac. We don't know um, how by how much, but uh, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they sort of line that up when they get back. Um, the one I'm sort of interested in. Uh, purely because he he's in midfield this season, is um, St. Max when he comes back in. So I think he can do uh, a little bit when he comes back. And I think he's 6.4, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's not, yeah, 6.4. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely one that um, I'd be looking at uh, in that sort of uh, M4 spot when uh, he's sort of back up and firing because I think he can do some stuff um, when he comes back. Uh in terms of uh, the the cherries, uh, as you sort of touched on Billing, um, I really liked Billing's game, uh, and uh, obviously you know Solanke, but again another forward. So like we're t- we we've talked about quite a quite a lot about forwards, and you know you can only pick three of them. So you wouldn't, I don't think you'd necessarily go for him, uh, given that there's probably better options. Um, I actually like, I don't mind um, as a punt, uh, Anthony. Yeah, uh, I think uh, he's done some stuff. I'm not sure. I know he's gotten some returns. Don't think he got the. I uh, didn't get a return last game, but I think he's done all right. Uh, yeah, so he's gotten one return so far, uh, a seven. But um, at five point three, he can sort of be that like a little bit of a, a, a probably little little bit too expensive to be an enabler, but. Um, but, yeah, especially if Bournemouth are going to do anything, it's going to be in these next sort of four games. Uh, they've got Brentford, uh, Leicester, Fulham and Southampton. So if they're going to do anything, it'll be um, it'll be in these next four games. So if you, if you want to take a punt on um, any of the cherries, uh, I'd put them in the, the order of um, Billing, Solanke and then Anthony. Mate, the Anthony, if you look back to our to the preseason previews, I sort of had a billing and Anthony or Anthony in um as mm. players to watch. So yeah, must be on to a good thing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what did you How take from the game, thing? Steve? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think fairly similar to what you guys spoke about. Um, I thought I thought Bournemouth had a bit of a go. Which uh, which is a bit better than one expected. They've improved a bit since Scott Parker left. Um, um, but like looking at that game, like the real standout for me was uh, was Trippier, and he's he's been in my team since game week one, and like I think he's almost a must-have actually because he's just he's had a good run of fixtures. He's over all the free kicks. As you said, he hit the post queue, um, but he scored that free kick against City. He's He's just always attacking. He got he got the assist as well in this game, which was a weird one for me. And you guys probably know better than I do, but it was basically a handball assist, wasn't it? So he, he got, <laughs> yeah. Like, is that is that actually his assist? It's like kind of like when someone's got yeah, goal, it's like, like winning the penalty. So, um, yeah, if you win the penalty, that counts as the assist. If they score the penalty, so if he had to miss the penalty, obviously he doesn't get the assist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes a bit more sense. But I kind of wish it was like Champions League fantasy, like you would know, Steve, is 
Mm. If he sort of wins the whoever wins the assist gets two points, then if they score, they get the points for the goal as well. Mm. Yeah, well, that would have been a lot better, right? <laughs> um, but no, he so yeah, he like he's their main man. Um, you know, New, Newcastle looked like um, they were creating a lot of chances, but they were just falling to the wrong people. Like I, I noticed, um, Jalinton had a few chances, and like that bloke could not score in a brothel. Like he, I think he just <laughs> booted it wide. I don't know if he hit the post or whatever, but like he he tries. Like he's one of those players that I think as a fan you'd like because he's like a real, uh, he's, you know, he's really committed. But he's great on the came. ball, but just sometimes yeah, he, lacks that finishing sort of touch. That's it. He came in as a striker, didn't he? And then he got dropped back to midfield, and he just can't find the back of the net. Honestly, he's like he's like when I play football, I play as a striker, and probably shouldn't because I never score. So, <laughs> but um, I do get on the ball a bit, which is good. But um, if you like, <clears throat> if you look at the uh, Newcastle team as well from a defensive perspective, um, obviously. Pope is a, is, a, is a good option, but like it seems like they're conceding a bit, to be honest with you, so I'd probably avoid him. But he does get a lot of save bonuses. Um, I noticed they played Dan Byrne over um, Botman as well, which was interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know if Botman will come back in. I'm not too sure about that. Um, but obviously, Trippy is the main man. From Bournemouth's perspective, um, as you said, good finish by Billing. Um, and that that's a Moura guy. I noticed he's a he's down as a defender, isn't he? But he was getting forward a lot, and he's only four point four. So he he might be a good cheapo option if you need to fill like a bench player on on your team. Yeah, because um, in the next few fixtures, he he could get going a bit. I know he um he hasn't really got many points. Um, he's pretty much just got. Oh, did he get? I'm trying to work out. No, I don't think he was. Oh, he was given the assist. Yeah, he's. But they've only got a couple of clean sheets this year, apart from that. So. They ain't going to do great. Um, as I said earlier, they've got some good fixtures, but don't forget that it is Bournemouth that you're back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I thought that um, that, that other guy looked pretty good in the team, that Tavernier. Tavernier yeah, no, nah, he's probably been the best player. player this year so far. Yeah, yeah, but uh, again, I think he's just that guy in the middle who gets involved with a lot, but doesn't actually give you anything from an FPL perspective. But yeah. Um, it's interesting, right? Because Newcastle fixtures going forward, Fulham away, Brentford at home, United away, Everton home, Tottenham away. They're all right, but they're not, you know, as we said earlier, Fulham are good attackers. Uh, Brentford can cause trouble uh, on their day. United, obviously the same. So they're not the best fixtures, but um, they need, um, as as Damo um, referred to before, like they need um, Callum Wilson back, and when he's back, that might cause a bit of minute, uh, some minutes issues for um, Isaac as well. So keep your eye on that one. That's about no, it. definitely. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they play two up front because having Isaac and Callum Wilson up front, I think that could be quite tasty. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll see. But I noticed. Um, uh, as as Damo said earlier as well, um, Alan St. Maximin as well, like when he's back, he is a massive difference maker and he would be in my midfield, but he's just not fit, right? He's got, is it hamstring or something like that? Yeah, yeah. he should be yeah. back soon though, I think. Yeah, cool. Well, he's, he's, he's a good filler for your midfield, like, but um, I think everyone has their midfield filler as Andreas from Fulham, so... Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you did have Martinelli and he comes back in two weeks, I definitely think a, a Martinelli to St. Max would be, yeah, you know, a point. very 
interesting move there. It'll be a, it'll be a very ballsy move, I think. But um, given that Arsenal blank, it might be uh, yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, definitely. We might get into our Spurs versus Leicester winning 6-2. So I thought um, Leicester started this game really good. And, you know, when Madison got the goal and I think it was Madison got the first goal, um, they kind of kind of looked a bit um, like it was going to be one of those games where, you know, they could easily get a second and, you know, be 2-0 up against Spurs. And, you know, Spurs at times can be quite one paced and I sort of thought, you know, of course I bring Kulicheski in and they're going to lose 2-0 to Leicester. But, you know, straight after that, I responded with a, a good goal. I sort of thought that, you know, we touch on Perisic, you know, three chances created. He got an assist. Uh, Kane had three chances created, had two shots, got the goal and an assist. Um, but, you know, the real talking point was Son. You know, a lot of people like myself um, – Liked to look at Son, but then got scared off with obviously him being on the bench. But it didn't matter. He come on, he got the goal early, and then it just looked like his confidence just came back, which then gave him more energy because he has looked a little bit tired um, on the pitch. But I think that's more of a mentally tired. I think um, Conte mentioned it uh, pre-match was, you know, he's such an important player for him. He just looked tired mentally. And I think when you are in a bit of a rut, it does show um, on plays when they are on the field that, you know, they're, they're not really doing what they usually would do. But, yeah, just watching him score that first, second, and then third goal, you know, it was good because it was validation that, you know, I I sort of thought that he would have that type of game, but it was just disappointing that I didn't have him on my side. But, you know, I thought Madison from Leicester City was – he's such a good player to watch and his goal was absolutely ridiculous. It was just the first time – dink over the keeper, post and in. And I think he had a free kick as well that come close as well. I think it was saved yeah. by the keeper as well. So, you know, definitely I think there was a lot of people tossing up the Madison versus Bowen this week. And, you know, I, I sort of had a similar thought, but just with the fixture against Spurs, I went Bowen instead. And I think Madison, definitely of how bad Leicester are, still think that he's going to get his opportunities. He's going to score goals. So I definitely think he's a great pick. I think last year I got on him early um, before he sort of had a couple of big scores and, you know, went on a run for about six or seven weeks. So he usually does that most seasons. He'll have sort of that purple patch. So whether it's now with, you know, the better fixtures, he could go on a bit of a run. I definitely think, you know, at his price point, he's a, he's a decent pickup. But um, it's, it's a tough one because Kulicheski looked good but didn't get a massive return. I thought Kane looked good as well. Um, he ended up getting the goal and assist, but... You know, I think Spurs definitely have value. Their their fixtures aren't great. They're all right. I think they're a bit patchy. But, you know, I definitely think you need at least one Spurs asset. And I think it's, you know, Son for me is looking really good, especially if he goes back to, you know, what we saw last season. I think the back end of last season, he was just absolutely amazing. But, you know, for me, Son and Madison definitely good picks out of this game. Uh, what do you think, Demo? Yeah, so you've sort of... Touched on most things, but uh, yeah, so in terms of Spurs, I think uh, you know, Son and Kane, I'd probably have Kane just over Son at the moment, even though Son uh, did so well in the last game in terms of uh, returns. Uh, I'd probably have Kane just ahead at the moment, but that might change this week <laughs> um, if Son, uh, Son returns. 
But, uh, but yeah, so other than that, like in terms of Leicester, um, Madison, I think Madison's the one to, to get uh, their, uh, their run pretty much, pretty much arguably the fixtures, they've got the best fixtures for the next five. Um, so if you're going to jump on any sort of Leicester assets, probably now's the time. Um, the one I do want to touch on, if he keeps, so if he starts over uh, Vardy, which is Dakar, I think he ended up getting the bulk of the minutes last game. I'll just, I'll just, just check, but um, I think again he might be a decent asset at five point seven, but um, yeah, he, you'd want him to start over the likes of uh, Vardy and Iheanacho. I think he got 73 minutes last game. Um, and then the game before that, he um, uh, scored a goal and an assist. So he might be one to uh, look at if he, if they're sort of phasing Vardy out, which is likely given that he's about 102 years old. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so... We'll um, yeah see how we go, but um, uh, I I agree with you in terms of Leicester. I think Madison's the one to to get, um, especially given their fig uh, their, their fixtures uh, in the next five. So yeah, that's that's uh, mine. Uh, how about yourself, Steve? Uh, yeah, so it was an interesting game, right? Um, <clears throat> a lot of goals. Um, mm. I, as as you as you said. Uh, Q and Damo, I think you've I think you've both covered most of it. Um, just what I, one thing I've noticed um, is I, I said it in the intro right at the start, right? We we both gambled on Kulisevsky, right? Um, Q and it didn't pay off. Um, I thought it would in this game because he, he he looked pretty good in Europe as well, but it just well, he did, obviously he didn't play a full game, but it didn't, it didn't come to fruition. Um, for me. Um, Something that I noticed about this now, obviously, Matt Matt Day would be the best guy to speak to about this because he's he's supposed to and through. But um, for me, uh, on the highlights, I, I've got to admit I didn't watch the full game. Um, Spurs were like it was a convincing win, like six, you know, six to convincing win. But like at the back, I think I don't think Spurs are quite there just yet. I think both Leicester and Spurs both try and play the ball out the back, um, just pass it out. I know Leicester got punished for that in this game. Um, I know Spurs have been punished in the past with that, but I just think Spurs are a little bit better at it at the moment. Um, I think they just, as their fixtures get a bit tougher, it, it might it might prove challenge for Spurs defensive assets if you've got any. Um, like if you if you remember, Sanchez committed that foul for the um, penalty for Tillemans in the in the first five minutes. I think it was six minutes, and um, he he had a nightmare first six minutes, Sanchez, because I think he committed another foul and gave the ball away, which which was a bit dodgy. Um, and I know through one of my mates who's a, a big Spurs fan, he said when Romero plays, he's like a bit of a liability. He runs in like a UFC fighter and just like takes someone's head off. So yeah. I think like Spurs assets at the back or Spurs in general, um, 
are a bit vulnerable at the back. Um, you know, they've not had massive games in their fixtures list. I think when the City Spurs game got called off, I think it was that was a blessing for both sides. One because they're our bogey team and they always beat us, and two we might have exposed their defence a bit. Yeah. Um, so that being, that being called off really helped Spurs on their run, and um, obviously both teams when they come back. Um, so City have United in the derby, and Spurs have Arsenal as well next up in in the, in the North London derby. So I think there's going to be some goals in 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 both of those games. Um, so for, for me, like Leicester, they're they're dreadful on set set pieces, right? So I looked into this and. Um, They've conceded um, from 25 set pieces since the start of last season. It's that Jesus. bad. It's that bad that they got in a set piece um, expert a couple of weeks ago. They hired him as a, as a new employee. And, um, and yeah, so they got the set piece expert in. And obviously, um, the guy's only just got going. But um, seems like it worked because I think what did Kane score for set piece as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> they did. Yeah, they they scored off two, I think, and and they had that one can, um, the one that got canned as well, which was a foul on board. I feel sorry for the Leicester keeper because he's getting destroyed on Twitter. Let's hope he doesn't go on there and look at about how how everyone's destroying him. <laughs> <laughs> um, son was um, it's his quality, and his son, and he, and he always has been. I don't think he gets as much respect as he as he should. Um, but for me, like I'm looking because I I went with the three me in, in my team. So I had I, from the start of the season, I've had uh, Harland, um, Salah, and KDB. Yeah, um, I obviously just got rid of Salah, so I'm thinking about finding a way somehow to get Kane in there. But the problem is, if you get Kane in there, then you lose um, Jesus or Mitrovic because they're my other two strikers. So it's going to be a bit tough. But I was looking at, I was actually looking at Kane's numbers as well. I saw it on a on a Twitter group. So in his last 23 appearances, Premier League appearances, he's averaged 7.5 points per game, which so, is. You know, a good, consistent flow of points for a striker. He's 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 a machine, mate. Like he's 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 just unbelievable. Um, and and before we move on, probably the last thing I'd probably say about this game is, um, and, and I'll mention this later on when we talk about differentials. Is keep your eye on uh, Hoiberg. I know he's he's got a few cheeky goals this year. He's like he's a weird defensive midfielder, but under um, Conte, he seems to be getting forward a lot. And I noticed. Yeah. When Son scored that first goal, he was odd for the pass. Son should have passed that, and it would have just been a tap-in. Um, passed good old Ward in, in goal for Leicester. But uh, Son just ended up putting a, put one in the top bin, which you can't really <laughs> complain about. But like, he, he would have got a goal, and he got an assist that game as well. So he's like cheap as well. I, I can't remember how much he is, but he's like, if you're looking at, again, another filler for your midfield, he's, from, he's going to be from a top five team, right? And... Um, he might pick up the odd yellow here and there, but he's he's definitely worth a look at. But yeah, that's that's about it from my really. No, I definitely like that shit. I think I picked him up last season in a draft league, and I think it was there was one period there where he had like two goals and three assists in like four games. So, you know, I was loving life. <laughs> Andy looks angry all the time, which is always a good thing. <laughs> exactly, mate. Well, we might get into our next fixture, which was uh, Brentford losing three 0 to Arsenal. Um, this is the, the rise of Saka and the fall of Martinelli, as some will say on Twitter. Um, I sort of thought this was, 
you know, a pretty convincing win for Arsenal. I thought they dominated big parts of this game. I thought Brentford for a, were a little bit disappointing, especially being at home. I sort of thought this could have been a tough fixture for Arsenal. But, you know, I thought Arsenal kind of just did what they wanted this game. They, they took their goals and sort of controlled the game. But, you know, a couple of plays looking at, I thought Xhaka looked really good, had three chances created, two big chances created, and then had an assist to go along with his 68 touches. So he was on the ball quite a lot. I thought Saka looked really good, got the two assists off his two chances created. Um, I thought Jesus, again, looked good up front, um, but obviously it doesn't show in his point returns. I think he only got the one goal this week, which, you know, is still good as an owner of um, Jesus, but I sort of thought he, he does a lot more in games that sort of aren't sort of getting you FPL points. He's kind of getting the assist to the assist or, mm. you know, he you know he, crucial in the build-up play. So, you know, it was a game of where I thought Jesus looked really good and um, definitely probably tempted to hold him at least for another couple of weeks just to sort of see whether um, we can, you know, get a couple of hauls from him. But, you know, I thought overall I thought Arsenal played really good and I still think that, you know, the likes of even Saka, I think, is a, a good player to have in. I think even the Jesus and Martinelli as well. So I think a double-up of Arsenal assets... I think Saliba, again, proved that he's just an absolute weapon. He can get forward, get goals, um, and then when they keep the clean sheet, you know, you're looking at a double-digit haul. So a little bit disappointed that I sort of didn't keep faith in Arsenal defense. I've had – I had Saliba in at one point in uh, my draft for my free hit but took him back out just because I sort of thought Tony oh. could score. So, you know, there's a couple of decisions there, you know, backing uh, sort of the gut, but – you know, I think overall there's a, at least still a bit of excitement around Arsenal for assets, even though their fixtures are getting a lot tougher. But, you know, outside of that, I thought Brentford were poor. Tony, you know, he still looked all right. But, um, yeah, just overall I thought um, Brentford were poor. What did you think, Demo? Yeah, so, um, yeah, for, for mine, I think uh, you keep the faith in Tony. Um, their next, uh, the next few games... Uh, interesting, especially with Bournemouth being next. I think Tony can could haul in that game. Um, the Brentford have got uh, Brighton in the next five as well, and Villa. So uh, I still think uh, if you've got Brentford assets, you you retain. Um, I, oh, arguably, I think Ray is probably the best um, sort of four point five ish goalie. Um, at the moment too. So uh, definitely uh, keep holding your Brentford assets. Um, in terms of Arsenal, um, I'm probably on the other side in terms of um, keeping I'm, I'm thinking of, oh, I'm getting rid of. Um, they've got Tottenham and Liverpool and a blank in the next five. So, um, yeah, like I, I don't see... Um, where the points will sort of come from for, for them. I think uh, I know they're, you know, doing well at the moment. Um, but, yeah, Tottenham's a tough game. Liverpool can't stay down. Um, uh, so, you know, it's not stay down, but uh, be as bad as they are at the, at the moment in terms of Liverpool standards. Um, and the gun is blank as well. So, um, you know, retaining maybe one, uh, asset, uh, yes, but I, I probably wouldn't have more than one at the moment. So, you know, like if that's a Jesus for you or, in my case, Martinelli, um, especially with uh, Arsenal blanking 
at, in the same week a uh, week as uh, City. Mm-hmm. You don't want to necessarily have five or six, um, you know, uh, combined assets of Arsenal and, and City, or else you're going to be um, playing with you know uh, nine or you know nine or, or nine or ten assets. So you, you don't want to hold. You, you, you don't want to sort of. You need to sort of look ahead. This is what I'm trying to trying to say. So. Um, yeah, so I would, and I'd be getting rid of Arsenal assets before I get rid of City assets. So, yeah, it's just something to think about. No, um, definitely. Like, like a devil's advocate demo. That's why you know this is the best podcast in Australia <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> what did you Steve? think of this game, Steve? <laughs> well, I think you're both completely wrong. I don't mm-hmm. know. No, um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I, it's interesting, right? So this is exactly what I was talking about um, right at the start of the pod. So it's those little, little moments. So, like, you pick the right thing. You've seen the fixtures. You think, Arsenal oh, doing all right in defence. I'm going to bring in a defender. This was a few weeks back. Um, I actually got rid of Trent uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, three weeks. I thought, I'll bring in an Arsenal defender. A couple of good fixtures. You know, they're doing all right, top of the league. I'll bring in Gabriel. He scored a few goals last year. He's definitely going to be good for another goal. Gabriel nearly goes down injured, <laughs> gets back up, keeps a clean sheet, and old Saliba just pops up and goes, yeah, this is how you score a goal, mate. Um, so that was pretty frustrating. I picked the wrong one. I think Saliba is cheaper as well. Um, I actually think he's a really good pick now going forward. He's fighting to get in that French team for the World Cup. Um, he... He looks like a good defender as well. Like from, I think that I, I actually don't know where they got him from, um, but he 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 looks solid. Um, I think old Mikel Arteta, the bloody ventriloquist doll, is doing all right. He's uh, <laughs> he's putting together a pretty good team there. Like in that game, um, when, when I watch fantasy, like it, it's it's. This is why I love and slash hate fantasy because I'm watching that game and I've seen all the people boasting about like the the, the points from the night before, going, "Oh yeah, I came in my team. I you know I brought Son in. I knew he was going to get a hat trick." And then I'm watching that game and I'm like, "Right, come on, Arsenal, save me now!" And Jesus gets that goal in the first half and he's looking good, like you said, Q. And I'm like, "This guy's going to score a hat trick now." And I was just waiting for the tears to come on Twitter and. Um, Never happened because Jesus decides to just keep it calm and say, "No, one goal will do." But he looked—he looked—he <laughs> looked like he was getting in the play in the right positions. Right, he had a fair—he had a couple of good chances. Um, Martinelli actually missed a sitter right at the start of the game as well. So, like, it's those those little moments that just cost you those extra points, which probably adds up to about like I don't know, hundred hundred thousand rank or something like that. So. No, it's interesting. Um, from Brentford's side, I just thought they looked a bit soft, to be honest with you. I didn't expect that. Remember the first game of last season when um, Arsenal played Brentford at, at Brentford's ground and um, Brentford beat him and um, old Tony was boasting on, on Twitter about it? <laughs> um, well, What's your take? I might just ask your take because there have been a, you know, a lot of chat on Twitter about this. Do you see, I think it, it's good banter, but I'm just thinking like the fans, like Arsenal fans were upset with Tony when it happened. Uh, but then all of a sudden when they're on the other side of it, they're kind of like, oh, you know, I don't see an issue with it. But I'm like, you got to keep that same energy. So 
you know, yeah. I reckon Tony yeah. would have had a laugh and for it, you know, where he went, yeah, yeah mate. well done, mate. He, <laughs> he's 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 having a good time, right? So, and he's he's just got in the England team. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing at the moment, but yeah, he's in the uh, he's in the England team. He's got a call up. He's having a good season. He's scoring a few goals for Brentford, like. I, I like it. I think if I think he could probably take it as well as give it. To be honest with you, um, I just think um, yeah, there was a bit of people. Uh, there was quite a few people moaning, wasn't there? So, Ooh, but it's not fair that Arsenal can do it because they've got all this money, and you know, Brentford haven't got the money, and it's just like it's just a bit of banter at the end of the day, right? But um, I think Brentford for me, like I know Damo, I know you're like you're, you're like back in Tony. And I think he is a good goal scorer and obviously on pens, et cetera, and he's great at pens. But I don't know. They they just looked a bit soft for me in that game. I thought they would have a bit more fight. Um, I just, I think, obviously, they brought in that Damsgaard guy. He hasn't really done much yet. Um, uh, what's what's his face? Embuemo. Um, he's, um, he, I don't know. He has been getting too many crossbars lately. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he, there's something about him that he, he, he just, Obviously, the, the, you know it's amazing what they've done. They're in the Premier League, but they will stay up because they're you know they've got a good coach. Thomas Frank's decent, but like uh, I just I think everyone's kind of rode that train for a bit at the start of the season when they were having a good run, and because um, didn't everyone pile on that De Silva guy? And then ever since they did after the United game, he's literally done nothing. Um, so. no, he, he turned into Casper is what. Yeah, you know, I I thought that he would. He's just not getting the consistent minutes and the consistent ball. So, yeah, like he he was he turned into like David Ginola when he played Man United, and then he <laughs> and, now he's, and now he's just gone quiet. But um, like they're, they're a great team. Um, but for me, like Tony is the only one that I would I would bring in from them, and I've already got Mitro and I've got Jesus, so I'd rather keep those guys. And I think one last thing. I would probably say is it's not too bad to keep hold of Jesus and Martinelli. And the reason I say that is one, they didn't get selected for Brazil in this international break. So they'll be fresh. And two, they, um, they're in the North London derby and there's always goals in that North London derby. Um, I'm trying to figure out, is it at, do we know if it's at um, Tottenham or Arsenal? Uh, I'll think, get that up for I think you it's now. At, I think it's at Arsenal. I think it's the Emirates. Um, so, and as I said, both, and, and it's the same thing that we saw, right, when Tottenham played Leicester. Both of these teams will try and play out of the back and Arsenal will mess up and so will Tottenham. So there'll be goals. So I probably wouldn't back your defenders. So they even might pop up with another goal. But um, I think from the attacking point of view, I think we might see some goals. Um, uh I would agree um, on the Martinelli thing, though. Like, he's probably next on the chopping block for my team. Like, he had a great start, and he he, he sort of goes in patches, doesn't he? Um, so, if if he has a good game at Spurs, he stays on the team. If not, I might look at getting someone else in around that price who can, like like um, Damo said earlier, or uh, it might be UQ, St. Max, if he's back, could fill that spot. But, yeah. But... Uh, but Probably just to wrap up, yeah. I was didn't think they'd get rolled as easy as they did Brentford. So it was a pretty good result for Arsenal. Um, yeah, I, for me, I'm going to hold. I've actually got three. So as I said, Gabriel, Martinelli and Jesus. I don't know. I've just noticed now that I have three. I don't know why why that is, but I'll, uh, 
I thought we should yeah, we'll just touch it on the, the derby uh, next week. Um, the last two fixtures, there's been an average of, I think, uh, what was it, 3-0 and 3-1. The last oh. two games they've played, so there's seven goals in two games. So definitely um, think that, um, yeah, <laughs> there, there's going to be goals in this game. And, you know, the way that Arsenal are playing this year, I still think at times Arsenal are vulnerable on the counter. And I think, you know, Spurs have showed this season that they they can be quite devastated on the counter. So mm. I think this could be a, a game where there's going to be goals. I don't think Spurs are great defensively either. So, yeah, yeah I think at least for one more week, I'm going to be holding Jesus. Um, I have Martinelli as well, but we'll see um, what happens with him. But might get into our last fixture, which is Everton and West Ham. Uh, no offence, Damo, but this fixture was not um, that exciting at times. Um, there was a couple of moments there where both sides looked really good. But um, for me, Everton, even though they got the win, um, I still don't see that there was anyone impressive that kind of stood out. I sort of thought I spoke about Morpay uh, if he did start, you know, there's a chance that he is going to score and, you know, he did score, but he didn't have a lot of chances either. So I just think that for me, Bowen was probably the standout for me in just terms of he had so many chances. I think he had four shots, three of those were blocked. Um, he had three chances created as well. So, you know, as we spoke at the start of the pod about Bowen, it's just, you know, one of those 50-50 decisions. You go with Bowen and you think, you know, West Ham eventually have to turn it around. And, you know, this week they looked a little bit better, but they still don't look like the West Ham we saw last year. But, you know, Bowen still created a lot of chances. I still think that over the next few games they're going to want to get some wins. Otherwise, Moyes is uh, going to be looking for a new job and, you know, another manager will be coming in. But I think... Bowen's definitely the, the key for me. I think I'm hoping that they start uh, Skimaka up front because I feel like Skimaka and Bowen would be a nice little combo there. Um, I thought Onana was good from um, Everton, but obviously not for FPL in my opinion. Gray was probably the most creative in attack for Everton. A lot of people got Gordon in hoping, you know, for Gordon to, to do something. I thought it was a pretty quiet game from Gordon this week. So I think Gray was the sort of the most attacking threat uh, for Everton. But that's all I took from the game. What did you think, Damo, being a uh, West Ham fan, mate, apart from, you know, wiping tears away for most of this season? What did you think, mate? Um, yeah, so uh, look, it wasn't a great game at all. Uh, for us and uh, just in general as well. Um, I'll touch on Everton before I sort of touch on uh, West Ham, but um, I think Everton, um, I'm not sure how serious, um, I've forgotten the goalkeeper's name, but uh, their goalkeeper, uh, Pickford, I don't know how serious Pickford's injury is. Uh, what's that, sorry? T-Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it is, uh, you know, on the serious side, then uh, someone like a Begovic at 4.0 um, might be an option. Uh, they uh, Their run's not great. But they're like, they're like Southampton next, then Man United, Tottenham, Newcastle and Crystal Palace. But, uh, yeah, like you, you, you'd think they can, might be able to pick up Maybe one or two wins out of that, but uh, yeah, but yeah maybe so eight points against United. 
Um, but yeah, so I was sort of looking at, you know, uh, Begovic at 4.0, but just, that's just, you know, more of an, as an enabler, if you're sort of sick of Ward, but in saying that, um, Leicester's fixture is probably the best, um, in the next five. So maybe, maybe not. Um, now in terms of West Ham, I, I don't know, like, I, you guys seem to be a lot higher on Bowen than, than I am, um, yeah. I actually think he gets dropped fairly soon um, and uh, I think he needs to be dropped because the form is just not there. Like, um, and I, I, know, I know it's – I won't say controversial to say that, but, um, like, you know, he's, he's got an England cap but he hasn't really uh, shown much um, this season. Like, he's pretty much blanked in every game. Um, and I know we haven't shown much either, but um, – I just think Cornet needs that start over him um, in the Premier League just to show what he can potentially do. Um, so in terms of West Ham assets, I probably – I wouldn't touch our defence at all, but I'd probably just go Paqueta. Like, Paqueta's is, is 6.0, I think, still. Um, and for, what, 2.1 million cheaper – you're probably going to get someone who's going to get just as many attacking returns as Bowen in the next, you know, four games. You know, for, well, our fixture run, we're going to have to start um, doing something. Like we've got Wolves, Fulham, Southampton, Liverpool, Bournemouth. Now, other than Liverpool, those are in terms of in terms of you know what we should be doing. Um, we should be getting four out of five wins. We should. Yeah. Uh, I say should, but the way we've been playing, you know, we'd be lucky to get one. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just – I'm not as high on Bowen as you guys seem to be. But, um, yeah, like, I, I'm, I look, I'm hoping I'm proven wrong and I'm hoping that he comes back after – um, the England game, you know, f- full of full of life, full of energy, and um, you know, bangs in a few a few um, goals for us. But um, yeah, like I just, I, I don't, I don't see it at the moment. Like oh, I think he's a he's a form player, and uh, he just hasn't shown the form yet. Like uh, yeah, like he's blanked in seven games, eight games. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not as high on him. Um, how about yourself, Steve? Yeah, I mean, this game was was interesting, right? Um, interesting in the fact that it was completely boring. Um, mm. <clears throat> I only <laughs> I only watched the, watched the highlights, but like, I get I guess for me, like, it, and and we on the watch along we did a couple of weeks ago on the uh, uh, the Ball Everton game. Um, like I learned one thing from that game, and it was the fact that one thing that Lampard has done is he's like bought in the right spot in terms of like securing his defense. Like the defense of Everton looks pretty solid now. Like they, you know, they signed Tarkovsky and Cody, and they do a pretty good job, and and they're starting to keep clean sheets and and just to be a bit more resolute. Um, going, uh, I'm just talking about Everton at the moment. So going forward, I mean. No offence to Everton fans, right? But they are the most boring team at the moment. Even the names of the players, you know what I mean? Like Gray, Patterson, Gordon. <laughs> it sounds like you're going back to the 1920s. But 
like they just need some razzle or something in their team to put the goal in the back of the net. They've got the crap Richarlison up front with Mope. Um his finish was actually really good, so I shouldn't I shouldn't take the mick out of him. Um and he might be a good one going forward. Um but I mean I'm sure you guys are the same. Like, I'm staying well clear of Everton. Unless you bring in Gordon because he's cheap to fill a gap, I would stay away from that. I guess from West Ham's perspective, um, like I, I, I saw the highlights of the game, and you know, and that's why I said earlier, like Bowen looked like he had a fair few chances, um, and, that, and that's one of the reasons I was backing him. But like, I'm, I'm sort of going to lean on you on this demo, like, because for me, I don't know enough about what's going on there. Like, like I know I take the mick and call him the Italian giraffe, but like, is Skamaka? Gonna get into this team in the Premier League? Is he gonna do anything? Like, is is he ready to go into the team? Antonio, like, what's going on with him? Like, is he like his early form of last season? Like, has he got anything coming, Damo? Like, because you you would watch every game, right? So you you would mm. know better than I do. Um, no, well, it's 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 hard. It's it's, it's hard to tell because we're chalk and cheese when it's when it comes to the European games compared to um, the EPL. So whether EPL teams are just VSL, um, whereas, mm. you know, in Europe they haven't and, or, you know, the quality of opponent because, you know, no disrespect to some of the teams that we've played in Europe, they're, they're no sort of, you know, they're not fantastic sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know. Like I think, look, I think moving forward, we want to, and and again, this could be completely ruled out by what Moyes decides to do, but we have to start starting players like Skamaka and Cornet and uh, our other, you know, our other sidings, uh, you know, Emerson and uh, yeah. things, you know, players that I think we spend something like 150 million on players, yeah, and we we haven't started them all together in the Premier League. All season, so, so like here's a, here's a question for you, David. Right, so yeah. I was listening to a phone in earlier, and um, this guy who's a West Ham fan on there, he he said that what's and it's kind of similar to what you're saying. Like he said that like maybe Premier League teams have figured um, Moyes yeah. out because the guy who called in said like West Ham just seems to have the same strategy every game, like just. Defensive, try and catch people on the break. As soon as we go down a goal, then they actually start to attack and they start playing a bit better. But it seems to be the same every game. This guy was saying, I don't know how true that is, but like, are you just after a bit of razzle in there, something a bit different? Yeah, a change of attack. You know, see, I think I think the guy sort of the guy was sort of, sort of bang on. Like, we're just we're we're not showing we're not showing anything at the moment in the in the Premier League. So, like. I think Moyes has enough rungs on the board for us that we're going to give him his due. Like, mm. I don't think we're going to be anywhere near sacking him at the moment. No. But I can tell you, I can tell you now, these next five games, if we don't pick up three out of the five game, like, now three wins out of mm. five, we're in trouble. And whether that means a change, I don't know. Like. Um, there's some bloody good coaches uh, that don't have jobs at the moment. 
when you yeah. when you look at it, you know, like uh, when a you know a, a Poch or a you know Benitez or um, Sven Eriksson. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, like the the, the, quality, yeah, the caliber of coaches that are out there. But again, we have to be a little bit wary about that as well because a couple of seasons ago we went to you know we went and got the the high caliber coach and it just it, it, it wasn't. You know, he almost relegated us. So, yeah. um, and that's when Moy saved us. So, we need to be. You know, we it's an air of sort of vulnerability at the moment. But um, look, I think we can turn it around. But I think we need to be starting the players that we, you know, paid the big bucks for. So, yeah. I think Bowen is still a part of that. I'm not saying he's not, but we need to figure out what our structure is going to be whether we play five at the back, whether we play, you know, four at the back, whatever the case may be, but we need to figure it out quickly or it's going to be a bit of a shit fight. I think, yeah, I think you're in a similar position to Leicester, right? So from an FPL perspective, mm. there's, a good run, there's a good run of fixtures coming. And I think yeah. I, you, you nearly taught me, out of, taught me out, of selling, uh, out of keeping Bowen for a second, but yeah. I looked at the fixtures and I reckon, like, the same with like, Leicester you know, as well. I, yeah. I reckon you'll 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 save your bacon in the next five. See, five you don't years. you don't sell him. Like if you've got Bowen in your side, you don't sell him. You hundred percent you don't sell him. But you're not buying him either. Like you know, uh, I look at my side right, and I've got um, Louis Diaz in my side, who could potentially become Bowen. Um, yeah. But you know. Do I want yeah, you wouldn't, sw- like, you wouldn't. You wouldn't swap him, would you? No, no, not 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 the moment. Like you know, uh, their their fixtures become, you know, after after Brighton, you know, they got Arsenal and and Man City. Mm. Uh, so you know, their fixtures get become a bit uh, more difficult compared to to West Ham. But we haven't shown anything, and like uh, Bowen hasn't really shown much. You know, like he, yeah, so. You know, I mean, like, hopefully this week, or not this week, sorry, next week, um, something happens and then I'm like, okay, I need him in my tire side now, but oh, I can't say that at the moment. Mm. No, definitely. I think um, Bowen's sort of similar to Son at the moment. I think he's a confidence player as well, and it's also affecting him. I think that Antonio isn't really playing great up front either. Because a lot of uh, Bowen's goals last season were sort of when Antonio was on his run as well. So, yeah, I just think that there's a, a few different issues there. But, you know, I think if you do have him like you do have Steve, I think he's definitely worth a hold for the fixtures alone. Mm. Mm. Well, we might get that wraps up our games uh, for this week. We might get into the shit the bed segment. So, for me, unfortunately, Damo, I've got West Ham. Um, I just thought they were disappointing. You know, I still thought they had good patches, but, yeah, I thought they were really disappointing this week. And, uh, yeah, definitely a great candidate for shit the bed. Um, who have you got, Damon? Yeah, I've got us as well. I've got us as well. We it, This was the game that um, we were supposed to win and kickstart our, our um, EPL campaign. So um, the fact that we, the, that we lost and still not looking great, uh, yeah, definitely put us in the shit the bed this week. What about you, Steve? Who shut the bed for you this week, mate? 
I reckon I reckon Forrest have shut the bed. Shut the bed in the forest, that's the worst thing you can do. But <laughs> I, the bear in the woods, they say. I just I just think that like I th- that it's about a turn bad for them. Like they I know they had a, an early win at the start of the season, but like if they don't get a win soon, like they're just gonna be rooted to the bottom of the league and and I say that as if they're bottom, but they're not. They're, I think they're at, I think they're twelfth at the moment, or something in the league. But like, it, I think they need to start worrying because I don't think they've got the the setup there. They just didn't look confident against. I know they got a couple of goals against um, Fulham, but they just. I don't know. For me, I know you guys are saying West Ham shut the bed, but I just want to be a bit different. I reckon. I reckon Noel's Forrester is having a little poopy in the forest. <laughs> no, definitely. I think that, you know, if they're easy fixtures coming up, well, they're not, I wouldn't say easy fixtures, but better fixtures, they need to be grabbing sort of some wins in these. Otherwise, I think towards the end of the season, they've got a pretty tough run. So I want yeah. them to stay up as well, right, Forrest? Because otherwise, we've got bloody Norwich coming back up and they're just <laughs> up and down, up and down, up and down, right? I'd actually kind of, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see um, them stay up. You know, I'd like to see a couple of teams go down, but. You know, it'd be interesting to see what happens because they have the quality of plays there. They're just, yeah, it's just like when you, I think, you know, I play FIFA a lot. It's when you go out and sack your whole team and then buy about 12 <laughs> players and then for some reason you're still losing games and you're like, how is this possible? <laughs> and they, they, they still don't have a shirt sponsor. Have you noticed that? Yes, they don't, yeah. Bad juju, bad juju. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you could sponsor it. How much is it was a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> might send a couple of emails out. Um, we might get into our differential. So, me and Demo keep a bit of a tally to see who is the ultimate differential king on the pod. And at the moment, I'm leading the charge at 19 points, and Demo sitting on at 15 points. So. Yeah, both our I don't I think both of the plays that we picked sort of blanked this week, so it didn't matter too much. But this week I'm going with Billing from Bournemouth. I think their fixture this week cut or the next week coming up, I think it's uh, against Brentford. So I definitely think that from what I saw on the weekend, they've still a little bit vulnerable at the back there, and I could see Billing being involved in a goal. And you know, I think he's only one percent owned. I don't think actually he's even that. I'll just double check. Um, Billing, he is 0.2% owned. So if you do want to take a punt on him, it's the ultimate differential. Massive green arrows um, after this week. Um, Who have you got, Damo? Yeah, I'm going a bit bit more sensible and going uh, Madison. Uh, I didn't realise he's only only 5.2% owned, so... Um, I think uh, if Leicester's going to do anything, just like West Ham, it's got to be uh, this week. And um, I think if if they do do anything, uh, Madison's going to be in the goals. I like it, mate. I think that, um, yeah, you should get a nice, you know, two points, appearance points mm-hmm. this week. So it'll be interesting. Uh, who have you got this week, Steve? Who are you liking? Uh, my, mine's, like, pretty obvious, and I said it earlier, but, like, and this is it's probably not a differential, but like, I reckon Salah, because so many people jumped off him because he was missing a fixture. And 
they've seen like Son pick up and they're like everyone's getting excited about the mids, De Bruyne and all that. I reckon if you've got him and you and you go captain, I reckon he might haul. Um, and if you have to go for another one, just to throw it in, um, you mentioned it before, Q. I reckon Jacker is a good shout as well. He's getting involved in a lot more attacks and uh, against Tottenham. He could get a few, but at the same time, he could also get sent off punching someone. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. I like it, mate, uh, especially the Xhaka shower thing. Um, at that midfield spot, I think he's 5.0 possibly. So I think, you know, there is a spot in a team for sort of a 4.5 to 5.0 midfielder. And, you know, their fixture against Spurs, as we said, is high scoring and it wouldn't surprise me. For Xhaka to get a goal, but it also wouldn't surprise me for Xhaka to get a red card as well. So <laughs> it could be interesting. We might get into our players to watch. So at the moment, I've got Billing Zamora, and then obviously the decision between Isaac, Mitro, Tony, and Solanke up front. I think all are good options, all are different price points, and all at different ownership points. So I think that's definitely going to be, um, you know, something worth looking at um, because I am looking at sort of a downgrade from Jesus in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, just sort of looking at who to bring in. So hopefully there'll be a clearer picture next week and we might see sort of some form continue or, you know, some players plummet and other players sort of rise to the top. But what about you, Demo? Yeah, so um, I pretty much got similar to you, Isaac and Billing, are probably the, my two to, two to watch. What about you, Steve? Is there anyone you're looking at over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I'm going to go for, uh, and I'm going to say this in a funny voice because every time I read it, I think of the poshest man in the world. But I'm going to go for Dewsbury Hall <laughs> because, um, mainly because uh, well, I actually think Leicester might have a turnaround. Good old, um, good old uh, Brendan Rodgers could um, could pull some out of the hat. And um, obviously you've got <clears throat> that obvious choices at Leicester. Madison, I don't think Vardy is a choice anymore just because he's, He's he's just getting on, but like I reckon he could for five mil. I reckon he could pop up, and he he was good in preseason. He got a few goals. They've got a good run of fixtures. I reckon, and he's like um, he's a youngster as well, right? He wants to prove himself. I reckon he might pop up with a few goals. So he's my um, good old Jewsbury Hall is my uh, is my shot. No, definitely he does flash. It's sort of it's weird because there's going to be weeks where. Uh, he plays a lot deeper, but then the next week he could be playing forward and playing in that role that sort of you see Madison get into. So, yeah, yeah definitely think even at his price, you know, it's a good punt with the good fixtures. Yeah. And we might get into our team plan. So at the moment, I'm not sure what I'm doing. Nothing. I've got one free transfer. I've got 1.9 million in the bank. Um, yeah. I'm going to wait maybe to after the international break, um, looking at maybe Madison. I can go Martinelli to Madison. I can go uh, Eze to Zaha. I can, you know, save the transfer and then do two the following week because I'm probably going to have to get out um, at least one slash two of my Arsenal assets. So, yeah, at the moment, um, just going to wait and see. I think Rashford's flagged as well, so just want to see what's going on there. So, yeah, for me, probably just waiting at the moment. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I think um, I've convinced myself to bring in Zaha, um, especially with uh, Palace's uh, run in the next five. So, yeah, if, uh, I'll somehow bring in Zaha. I don't know for who just yet, but um, 
But yeah, we'll see how we go. What about you, Steve? I reckon, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I've not even thought about it yet, but I just had a quick squiz of my team. I reckon it would have to be Kulisevsky out for, because uh, I've got a bit in the bank, so I could actually upgrade him to Sterling. And Sterling's one of, he, yeah, I'm, I'm not, like, I know he's, he was a great player for City, but I kind of feel like he reached his ceiling. Um, but he can just pop up with some random goals and like it's, it's Chelsea against Palace, but oh, I don't know. Palace, Palace away is a tough game, right? They've got they're pretty they've got a pretty compact stadium and get on top of you. Other than that, um, maybe Martinelli out for someone. But as I said, I've not really I'm not really thought it through yet. I think um, I think I need to sit on it. Like we've got the international break as well, right? So there could be a couple of injuries that pop up. Um, no doubt, um, Harland will probably get injured in a friendly for Norway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I think that's a smart move just with the international friendlies. We've seen last year a lot of players, you know, come back with niggling injuries. They, you know, might not be fully injured, but definitely, you know, get a rest in easier fixtures. So, yeah, probably would just be holding tight unless you're worried about team value or something like that. But, yeah, I think the smart option would be... I might even play my wild card as well because I've still got that. So Mm, Very tasty, mate. Very tasty. Um, well, before we wrap up the pod, just might uh, talk about the FPL Social, which is coming up in three weeks. I know, Damo, you were wanting to come, but you're not making it now. But, you know, myself and Steve are going to be heading to Sydney for the Social. Steve lives in the Northern Beaches, so not too far of a drive for him. Um, mm-hmm. But it is kicking off on Saturday the 8th of October at Ultra Football in Sydney at Alexandria. Um, there's going to be a day full of, you know, a lot of fun. They've got uh, football challenges. They've got, you know, a couple of debate panels talking about FPL. We've got, um, you know, drinks. Um, we're going to go to the A-League afterwards. Um, we're going to be going out in the town and watching sort of the Premier League early hours of uh, Sunday morning. So, you know, it's going to be a day filled of, you know, good good banter, uh, good fellas, Um you know, just getting to know a lot of the FPL community. Um, I sort of, I've met a couple of people from the FPL community on Twitter, but sort of haven't got to meet anyone in person. So it's going to be, a, you know, a good time to meet up and talk, sort of talk a bit of shit with um, some good people having some beers. So, you know, I'm more excited for the football challenges. Um, as yeah. I said to you, Steve, mate, I'm absolutely pumped for um, these challenges. Being a bit of a football nut, uh, you know, I've played it for, you know, my whole life. So <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just a, an addict when it comes to football. So I'm, I'm excited to sort of uh, hang out with some good people and, you know, share some uh, good experiences. I want to know, uh, I actually want to know a bit more about these challenges because um, I've heard rumours, I mean, that Damo did this in Melbourne in his Velvet Loafers and he was like smashing them in the top bins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he won the, I think it was the Velcro Darts Challenge, wasn't it, Damo, yeah. that you won? Yeah, yeah, so I um, uh, was very, un, uh, or it's either underdressed or overdressed, I don't know which one it is, but uh, <laughs> I rocked up, rocked up to the social in my uh, my best Sunday loafers and, and then not realising there was these challenges. So, and I'm like, oh, well, I still want to participate in them. So I uh, took, 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 took off the loafers for some and just uh, uh, potted some shots and uh, beat one of the uh, pros at uh, one, one of the comps. So that was good, good oh, fun. Love it. That was, that was yeah. good, yeah. So um, hopefully 
Hugh can uh, take up the mantle and uh, continue the good uh, good streak for the amateurs. And uh, yeah, look, uh, look, I can say this about the the, the socials: it was a lot of fun. Um, you do get to meet some, you know, really good people. Um, and it's yeah, it's a, it's like a bit, bit, bit saddened that I couldn't can't make this uh, this mm. one coming up. But uh, yeah, I've, actually, I've got a Bucks night, um, one of my Max Bucks nights um on on that night and uh yeah so i uh if i if if i went to social i don't think i'd uh make it back <laughs> yeah good call I think, I think um from my point of view like anyone who's listening to this who's thinking about going like i'm like i've i've never met you guys right q and demo i'm going because mm. uh i got involved in it a year ago and it just looks like it's it looks like it's going to be a great laugh. And you get – it's basically a winning recipe, right? Football, football challenges, FPL, booze, mm. and more football. So why not? Yeah, no, definitely. Fun. And I think um, there are some people coming from Melbourne. I think Sidenet's coming and all of the Addicts fellas are going to be coming. So I think, um, you know, there's going to be a good crowd of people. You know, I'm bringing uh, my brother-in-law, Brady, who was on our pod a couple of times mm. last season and – you know, it was funny. I asked him he wanted to go, and he goes, "Oh, you know, I don't plan any more than five days ahead in my life." So I just said, "I'm buying the tickets tomorrow. You either come or you don't." And he goes, "I'll come." So I pretty much peer pressured him into coming, but yeah, he's fully pumped Thank as you. well. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I'm absolutely pumped. In and like uh, Steve said, a lot of people, you know, might be a bit worried because they don't know people, but from what I've seen on Twitter. Even if you don't know anyone, everyone's so welcoming, so friendly, and um, yeah, a bunch of legends having beers. There's nothing more I could ask for on a Saturday night. So I think <laughs> it's going to be an absolute ripping time. Um, if you are interested, head over to Twitter and FPL underscore social. You'll find all the info. They've got the tickets there. I think I spoke to Jack uh, the other day, and he's he's happy to sort of do a bit of a discount code. So uh, once I sort of get the the go-ahead for that, I'll have that on my socials as well and you can have a look and uh, book your tickets for the social. But uh, that wraps up our pod this week. Um, for all that stuff, head over to FPL Amateurs Oz, uh, the new handle thanks to Damo who, uh, you know, got <laughs> sick of reading out the, the underscores every second letter. So um, thanks thanks a lot, Damo. And uh, head over to Damo's page, FPL West Ham. And then all of Steve's stuff, head over to at uh, FPL Eyes, I think, from memory. Yeah, yeah. That's well, if you, uh, who knows what it is, mate? But yeah, I think it's at <laughs> Capital I'm not even going to go into it, but head over there and you'll see a cat eating a corn on the cob. Um, <laughs> the, Ma- the Maxwell Cornet. There you go. <laughs> Love it, mate. Um, and then you'll find our podcast on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes, as well as occasional uh, live deadline streams on YouTube and watch alongs as well. But um, also might just do a plug uh, for our Australian listeners that the A-League kicks off in three weeks as well and there's A-League Fantasy has been made official after me pestering um, the head of the A-League promotions um, asking about (laughs) Fantasy. And, um, yeah, he messaged me and he said that it was actually in the sort of in the pipeline. So all of my pestering and constant uh, emails 
um, saying that I just want a game I can do FPL fantasy content to. Um, yeah, finally come through. We've got an A-League fantasy game this season. So if anyone, you know, is playing the, the A-League fantasy, you can thank me for it because I've pretty much single-handedly got us uh, the game. Well, I don't think that's the truth, but I'm just going to say that anyway. But uh, head over to our Twitter page. I've got our A-League um, amateurs page as well, which is newly made due to me forgetting that email and password for the other page. So <laughs> you can uh, head along to our Twitter. You'll see I've shared a couple of links there and um, you'll find all of the info for our podcast for the A-League, which we'll be doing weekly, and then our league code as well. But, you know, enjoy your week off. Don't think about FPL too much. I think that um, for me it's been a horrible start to the season. I'm going to enjoy a bit of... Um, you know, tinkering with my A-League fantasy side and not looking at FPL for a little bit. But, you know, good luck uh, next week when the games do kick back off. And hopefully, you know, better luck to your side if you're not having a good start of the season. And hopefully if you are having a good start of the season, it continues. <laughs>